Welcome back to the Citizens Defending Freedom show. Coming up today, we sit down with our legal team to discuss CDF's recently released comprehensive report uncovering critical issues in the handling of educator misconduct across Texas school districts, and how CDF shut down ticket sales to minors for an explicit adult paranormal themed circus. All of that and more is ahead on today's show, but first, before we get started, head to our website, citizensdefendingfreedom.com, and hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on any of our content. Citizens Defending Freedom released a comprehensive report uncovering critical issues in the handling of educator misconduct across a wide range of Texas school districts. The report emphasizes the failure to report instances of educator misconduct, a state jail felony in Texas, and highlights existing weaknesses in the reporting structure that undermines student safety. The report specifically addresses offenses such as sexual misconduct and inappropriate relationships with students, both of which should lead to the permanent revocation of an educator's teaching certificate. Shockingly, educators found guilty of such offenses often receive lesser sanctions, creating potential loopholes for them to re-enter the education system. We are here with Stephanie from CDF Legal Team. Stephanie, what inspired the writing of this misconduct report? Yeah, so in August of 2022, following reports that two girls under the age of 10 were repeatedly molested by their school bus driver in Prosper Independent School District located in Collin County, Texas, the subject of educator sexual misconduct rightfully came to the forefront of media scrutiny and attention. Ultimately, um, this prompted a dedicated group of education division leaders for Citizens Defending Freedom across the state of Texas to make public information requests to the Texas Education Agency for all data related to misconduct reported by Prosper ISD. And in doing so, we actually discovered that the TEA's misconduct reporting portal was not utilized to report the bus driver who had molested the girls within the seven day time period afforded under um, Texas law as the maximum time provided for reporting. So this mishandling of the abuse by reporting authorities, in this case, the superintendent, uh, was in direct violation of Texas law, which renders any kind of reporting failures of a director or superintendent of a school for these types of crimes to be a state jail felony. Um, in the Prosper ISD case, though, despite the reporting failures that were found to be present, the superintendent shockingly actually received a contract extension bonus and raise in the amount of $40,000. Um, so upon these findings, our team then submitted additional public information requests to the TEA for 97 independent school districts throughout 24 different counties in Texas. So in using this data, our report aims to highlight the concerning shortcomings essentially that are associated with how accusations of educator misconduct are being improperly uh, addressed at the present time. Is the issue of educator misconduct reporting failures limited to Texas, or does this occur in other states? Yeah, so all 50 states have different laws and regulatory frameworks that are germane to investigating and or reporting teacher or district employee misconduct. Laws of this nature should seek to minimize the all too common scenario we see in which a teacher or district employee is accused or suspected of misconduct resigns before an investigation and then subsequently moves on to another district before their behavior is ultimately uncovered. Um, this phenomenon really remains consistent with our reporting's findings on the reporting failures, which makes it easier for predators to obtain employment in both certificate and non-certificate holding capacities. 
Uh, and while there is law in Texas that clearly states that sexual misconduct is an offense that is supposed to result in an educator's teaching certificate being permanently revoked, the law is unfortunately being circumvented as demonstrated in these misconduct reporting failures and inconsistencies that we ever discovered. Can you please speak to the process and methodology behind the drafting of this report? Yes, so the submission of the public information request previously mentioned was then accompanied by a thorough analysis and review of the requested information by our team. Our investigation ultimately identified 120 sexual misconduct cases and 460 cases of inappropriate relationship with a student or minor. And again, despite Texas law recognizing that offenses of this nature necessarily warrant permanent revocation of teaching certificates, this again is unfortunately not happening at this time. Instead, what we found is many of these cases were alternatively assigned more minor disciplinary actions, such as an inscribed reprimand or suspension, which further indicates that the Texas law is not being followed. Can you share with us some of the key findings from this report? Absolutely. So some of the top discrepancies we observe include inconsistencies in TEA charges, where the TEA would charge one citizen for information that another citizen received free of charge, despite the public information requests containing identical language and the Texas government code prohibiting um, any kind of levying of fees once requested information had already been collected. Another issue we identified has to do with incomplete data or missing information in which one or more of the columns on the spreadsheets we would receive in fulfillment of these public information requests were left completely blank. So in the absence of these details like case codes, investigation dates, dispositions, etc., it's exponentially made harder to develop a complete and thorough understanding of the severity of this problem. For example, case codes allow the public to identify what type of misconduct was committed. So without this, we really can't get an accurate picture of what has really taken place and how this ultimately impacts the ability to accurately gauge the number of sexual misconduct cases that are potentially present in a given school district. Another problem we found that's worth highlighting is the potential for duplicate misconduct entries, which makes it especially difficult to determine whether the accused was reported for the same misconduct multiple times or actually just had separate accusations reported against them. So ultimately, what is clear about each of these anomalies is that a lack of transparency around the misconduct reporting process thwarts transparency, which significantly hampers justice for students and undermines accountability as a result. In this report, Citizens Defending Freedom not only identifies the problem with the current misconduct reporting process, but also offers some meaningful solutions designed to protect children and strengthen parental rights. Can you discuss some of these solutions with us? Yes. Uh, first, it's worth noting that our report takes into consideration how the issue of educator misconduct reporting might be addressed at the district, administrative, and legislative levels individually and is accordingly structured to be in alignment with the expectations and responsibilities emblematic of each of those parties. So this was done intentionally with the hopes of more effectively providing solutions designed to strengthen the misconduct, misconduct reporting process altogether. Uh, one such solution we offered is in response to the problem that at this time, no mandatory comprehensive statewide hiring practice for educators in Texas exists. 
So current Texas law states that only the clearinghouse must be utilized before hire to check a person's records, which essentially means that there is no requirement to collectively exhaust the Do Not Hire Registry, National Background, and Texas Department of Public Safety records, among others, all of which are very crucial resources that enable districts to fully understand who they are considering in the hiring process. So to resolve this, our report suggests that at the district level, districts perform a national background check on every applicant, which would capture any arrests or convictions committed after an educator has been certified. Then separately after, or I'm sorry, separately at the legislative level, we recommend the creation of a standard hiring process statewide for anyone working within a school district and a corresponding comprehensive statewide centralized database to assist in the employee screening process for potential future educators. Another solution our report offers has to do with improving investigation procedures to provide notice to parents and to keep them appropriately informed. This would require the TEA to provide specific insights to parents on how an investigation is started and the circumstances ultimately warranting the investigation of their child's educator altogether. Uh, again, at this current time, parental rights regarding notification of investigation are very vague and largely left to the discretion of the district. So we are asking for this to change in order to provide full disclosure and sufficient transparency to parents in a matter that is very pertinent to the safety of their children. Do you have any advice you can provide to those who have been impacted by the issue of educator misconduct and what can be done in the future to ensure this issue is avoided? Yeah, so first we would strongly recommend that parents and other concerned citizens um, become familiarized with their um, state's misconduct reporting requirements and determine if they are being actively upheld. It's important to remember that school boards ultimately are entrusted with the authority over the activities in their district and must be held accountable if protecting students from predators is ultimately not a priority in their oversight responsibilities. So with the release of this misconduct report in which we offer sections on legal definitions and statutory authorities on the subject of parental rights and misconduct reporting requirements, we hope to facilitate Texas parents and other members of the public in developing this familiarity with the issue further so we can ultimately do a better job at holding officials accountable for any misconduct reporting failures to ensure student safety and well-being in the days and even years to come. Now we are with Carrie Moore, our Nueces County Education Division lead. Carrie, what role did you play in the creation of this report? Uh, I collected the data. Um, so it was our education division lead from Collin County, I believe at the time, um, Aileen, that had found out about the Prosper issue and had sent the original PIR. She and I collaborated together and decided let's make this a statewide effort. Um, so we had several groups from all over Texas um, send the exact same PIR over and over again, and we got responses from 97 school districts uh, from the P TEA regarding 97 school districts. And so I'm the one that, that collaborated all of the information and then did most of the research for finding the statutes and the Texas Education Code Administrative Code to find out where the violations were um, and where there were any solutions, if there were any. Could you please elaborate on the significance of this report and why it's so important? Uh, several years ago, they did a, a don't pass the trash bill, um, and it was supposed to prevent bad actors 
from going from school district to school district. And while it was a great start, it didn't, it left a lot of loopholes. And we have a tremendous amount of loopholes um, that nobody is taking responsibility for failing to do. Uh, and it's enabling pedophiles, bad actors uh, to move around from school district to school district. And it's unacceptable. Texas children have got to be safe when we're doing things like clear backpacks and metal detectors to keep parents out and to, and to make sure that you know they're safe inside the buildings, we're locking them inside of buildings and teaching them that not only is it okay to talk about sex with teachers and coaches and people in the schools, but it's enabling bad actors to stay in the school district and to go from school district to school district and it has to stop. What solutions do you propose to address the issues identified? Uh, while there have been several bills in the last legislative session, Texas is only in legislative session every other year. Uh, so we have to get a lot of stuff done really, really quickly. Uh, there were a lot of bills filed that died last year that could have prevented these things. But the main thing we're really, really looking for is an inspector general or an ombudsman, someone who would um, not be held uh, by the TEA, not be held by the commissioner, but be responsible solely to parents and citizens regarding the issues and the grievances that are going on within districts when these things are very, very serious. And a lot of times parents don't know their rights. Uh, and by the time they find their rights, the statute of limitations has run out. Um, and this would be something that could jump over all of those hoops and give parents some power back to protect our kids and give teachers that power as well. Teachers don't know these things either. And they love our kids as much as we do while those kids are in school. So they need to be able to have this knowledge and have this power that they don't have to stick to this little bitty guideline and then say it's out of their control when they see that there are bad actors in their school. We need to empower parents, empower teachers um, to make sure there's somebody they can go to that will take them seriously because the accusations are not being taken seriously right now. Thank you, Carrie. Next, in response to a wave of concerns raised by alarmed citizens over ticket sales to minors for an adult-themed event, CDF took swift action to safeguard children in their local communities. Paranormal Cirque 3, which Sarasota newspaper The Herald Tribune touts as an R-rated circus that is not for children, is a themed circus similar to Cirque du Soleil, but with much darker themes. The circus, which originated in Sarasota, Florida, features demon-possessed acrobats, a graphic performance of a serial killer committing a gruesome murder, and overtly sexual performances, including a male performer who performs a striptease for a male audience member. Warning, viewer discretion is advised for the following video.
The circus opened ticket sales across Florida in 2023 and included an option to purchase youth tickets for ages 13 to 17. Reports from concerned citizens in two Florida counties highlighted the potential risk associated with the admission of minors to an event of this nature. Recognizing the importance of protecting the innocence of children and upholding Florida statutes that prohibit minors from attending adult live performances, Polk County Citizens Defending Freedom and Duval County Citizens Defending Freedom acted quickly to address the issue with the venue hosting the event and local law enforcement. As a result, both event organizers promptly took steps to not only discontinue use sales and refund any purchase tickets, but also ensured that anyone under the age of 18 was prohibited from attending this and any future adult-themed events. The swift response and collaborative efforts of the Duval and Polk County teams with local law enforcement and event organizers highlight CDF's unwavering commitment to safeguarding the innocence of children and upholding the state laws. We commend the vigilance of local citizens and the proactive efforts taken to cease minor ticket sales and enforce age restrictions, not only for Paranormal Cirque 3, but for any future adult-themed performances. That's it for today. Before we go, we want to leave you with our inspirational Bible verse of the week. This week's verse is Matthew 5, 43 through 44. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. As you can see, Citizens Defending Freedom is doing important work. Help us today in our fight to protect children and help ensure election integrity and encourage pastors to get engaged. Please visit citizensdefendingfreedom.com where you can learn more about our organization and generously contribute to our cause. Have a great day and make sure to like us on social media and tell your friends about the great things we're doing. God bless.